0: Welcome to the Sandsberry Show on Rock 1069. It's Tuesday, meaning it's new Tour Tuesday coming up nine o'clock. Uh, courtesy of the Hard Rock Marxino in Northfield Park, there you're getting new Drake, new Blake Shelton, and Greta Van Fleet. Uh, which is a band that, you know, everybody says, Oh man, they sound exactly like Led Zeppelin, right? And I think they're okay. I feel like uh, the hype on them, um, a little outside the scope of what uh, of what I think they are. Like everybody always tells me how great they are, and I'm always like, yeah, it's okay. I don't necessarily fall in love with them, um, but people ask me to play them for New Tour Tuesday a lot. So they have a new one out called uh, "When the Curtain Falls." So we'll play that. They actually came out and said, "Look, Led Zeppelin was not that big of an influence on us," and I was like, uh, kind of silly. Uh, kind of "Silly." I mean, look at look at the way you look. Look at the way you. I mean, listen to the way you sound. So I don't necessarily buy that. So we'll take a listen to that. Also, uh new Blake Shelton called Turning Me On. Nice. Now, look, I know I like the Bro Country stuff. I right. do. Not the biggest Blake fan. He's got one or two that I liked, but uh, normally sometimes he did. He gets a little, he gets real cheesy.
1: Well, he's a celebrity, very Oh,
0: yeah, that commercial. <laughs> I'm a celebrity. Yeah, that one. Yeah, no, it did. Yeah, that one kind of turned me off on him. Uh, and so like, he normally can get like a little, like real cheesy. So I'm actually really interested to hear that. Uh, also, at 7 o'clock, this is not new to Tuesday stuff, but R. Kelly's got a new song out that's really, really strange, okay. we, uh, we so uh, we, we highlighted a portion of it, and we'll play that. And we'll we'll talk about what that's all about, but uh, not necessarily reviewing the song for New Tour Tuesday because I think it's like nine minutes long. That's why we o- yeah we yeah. only we only,
1: we have a portion. It's like it's like one of those trapped in the closets that he did whatever that was ten years ago. It's a long, I don't lengthy. That. You don't remember those? Oh, no. good, good lord, dude! I feel like uh, I feel like that's something you should go back and revisit. But I don't yeah, remember that at all. I and mean, we're talking fifteen minute song that he, he put out yesterday. Oh Jesus, yeah. Jesus, yeah, that's way too long.
0: All right, so there's an elephant in the room, and we're going to have to address this a couple of times, so we might as well do it uh, for the first time right now. Okay. So the other day, I got a text message from somebody who I've known forever and who I trust. That doesn't mean they're always right, but I trust them when they say, hey, this is going down. They told me, hey, I'm hearing Josh Gordon has failed a drug test. So I tweeted that out, and Twitter murdered me for it. Nobody else is saying this. Nobody else has got this. You're crazy. Look, you're just lying for ratings. As if I would lie on Twitter for radio ratings. That's people who don't understand how media is consumed and recorded and you know analyzed and then compensated. That's people who don't understand that. If I was going to do that, if I was going to try to sell that, it would be in here. But whatever. So I got beaten up for a few days. Right? And then early yesterday, it gets announced, oh, my God, Josh Gordon's not going to be in training camp. So now it starts to look like, well, I mean, look, here we go. Here we go. Right. So now the story is, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, that Gordon is seeking additional counseling before camp opens to deal with his mental health and anxiety, which I would commend. And I would imagine that the start of football season would be a source of anxiety for Josh Gordon, who has not played the game sober to his own words.
1: Yeah, how could it not be?
0: Right? Can totally understand it. Okay? What I don't understand is people being naive enough to believe that two days before camp is the first time we're going to hear about Josh Gordon not being in training camp, given the fact that they're scheduled to be on HBO's Hard Knock which I'm sure was anxiety ridden for him as well.
1: Yeah, that's part of it for sure.
0: And if I later find out that the GM comes out and says, look, I sent Josh Gordon away because of hard knocks, which he didn't want. Dorsey didn't want hard knocks fought against it. If he then later steps up to the plate and says, look, we were worried about this being a trigger. Then I would, I I could totally see that. But what I don't buy is I hear a rumor from somebody. I trust. Everybody tells me I'm making something up. Then A couple of days later, out of nowhere, it's just, well, Josh is not going to be in camp. By the way, here's the thing that makes me really suspicious on all of it. There is no scheduled date for his return, which tells me what? This step away was not planned. Because if it were, we would have a plan of when it's over. So you had a plan for something to be open-ended?
1: Yeah, you would at least have the... I'm sorry, no. Okay, Josh. You know, go take care of whatever you need to go take care of. We need you back here by if, X, Y, or Z. If we're worried right. about
0: training camp being an anxiety thing, then let's be honest about what we also mean is that we're worried about the season being that too and being a, a season long trigger, which you do have to worry about. The, the The fact remains: most addicts relapse. Now, I don't know if Josh Gordon will or not, and I'm hoping not. And I will be honest with you: it's solely selfish. Because I'm a Browns fan, and I don't think they can be anywhere near as good without him as they can with him. So I want him to be great. I want him to not do this. I want him to not, and I don't know if he's failed the test or not. I'm not saying that. I am not saying that. That, oh, no, no, trust me, this is what's happened. I will tell you that when I talked to my person again just a little bit yesterday, resistant to tell me as much, again, because of what happened to me on Twitter, and was like, I don't need people finding out it's me and then coming after me. But what he did say to me is, is the rumor he had heard at the time was he failed a, a team test, not an NFL test. And the team was like, uh, we better do something about this before... You know what I mean? We figure out because you can appeal and all this other stuff. And like, he wouldn't go into all that with me. Okay. So I don't know. I am not doubling down on, oh, guys, he failed the test. That's not what's happening in here. But I do think it's too coincidental. I have a rumor. People tell me I make something up. Then, days later, right before camp starts, we come up with the, the team comes out with the story. Josh Gordon comes out with the story. Oh, no, no, no. I was always planning on stepping away right now.
1: I have to assume that, you know, he's being tested on a regular basis. Sure. I'm sure it's just a weekly, if not more. Sure. So.
0: I remember saying when they announced that, that I said this is going to be problematic because if, if if you slip up even a little with, with the randomness of this, then we're going to have an issue.
1: I, I wonder if, okay, so if he's being tested, let's say on a weekly basis by the NFL, the Browns are probably doing it just as frequently. So, you know, hey, once a week you're getting a Browns test, once a week you're getting a an NFL test, right. I'm willing to bet on a daily basis, he's probably got a coach, a handler, some sort of somebody who's like, bro, it right now, it right now, it right now. And I wonder if failing that test, that test they could hide, I wonder if he will continue to be tested on such a regular basis outside of training camp. Like if he goes into this mental health facility or whatever, if he goes into this, I wonder if at that point, the NFL is going to be like, okay, well, now you're in the hospital. Essentially, now we're not drug testing you. We'll drug test you once you get back to camp. I wonder if they're giving him enough time there to like uh, to to clear out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so an,
0: you're like full on conspiracy.
1: Like now. enough time. Well, I mean, who? It, I don't think it's out of out of bounds at all to think number one that an addict relapses. No, no. Number two that in a an organization like the Cleveland Browns are going to do everything they can to protect their assets to protect their that I mean, one of dude. Best offensive player? Yeah, I mean, if if yeah. not,
0: who by the way was not in the office parody? Which don't you think that's weird?
1: Yeah, that video that they. uh that I mean, put right,
0: out. You, dude, he is—he's the biggest star on the team, right? Miles Garrett. Okay, uh, but uh, what, we're flipping the, uh, yeah. borders here, right?
1: One of the, one of the, one of the one of the premier, the talents biggest on offensive your team. talent. Yeah,
0: right, and so he's not in that. And this is all – I am not doubling down on, guys, come on, he failed the test. That's not what's happening here. I'm not doubling down on my source being absolutely right about the situation. What I will say that I believe is true is that he was on to something going on with Josh Gordon, and now all of a sudden Josh Gordon needing to step away. Guys – What the Browns don't want with Josh Gordon or any other story is absolute chaos. Announcing he's not going to be in camp two days before camp starts is absolute chaos. Chaos. If it was a planned step away, they would have told you before to make it look like they know what they're doing. Right now, it looks like two monkeys screwing a football in the middle of the field, which is what Sunday always looks like. And it looks like chaos. They would not have planned for it to look like, well, geez, this kind of looked like chaos.
1: If something does happen with Josh Gordon, those eight wins look a lot further away, right? I mean, like, honestly, oh, way far. Away. I mean, like, if we're talking about losing Josh Gordon for the season, because I if mean, he does fail, if, if if this is a Josh Gordon, because I remember, was it last year or two years ago?
0: I want to point this out real quick before you finish your scenario. It was told to me that this was not a THC issue, that there was not a marijuana issue we okay. were worried about. Okay. Just so everybody, so we're clear on that.
1: If the Browns are to lose Josh Gordon for the season, because I think the last time he was like, oh, well, I'm going to be out for a month, and then it was just he never heard back from him again, and the dude was just gone for the rest of the year. Right. I mean, dude, we're talking about two wins. We're, talk, we're, to, we're, well, to, we're talking about three wins. Like, I, I just want everyone's expectations to come back down to earth here. I mean,
0: I had it at four with him, right? Now, I know I'm a little bit of a pessimist. I am. So if I say four and we get six... I'm like a doctor who told you you had three months to live, and all of a sudden you live for nine months. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? What an idiot guy. Yeah. That guy sucks. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think it's four with him. And you can make the argument that with Josh Gordon, we have one of the most, on paper, one of the most talent-based wide receiver cores out there, at least in the in, in the AFC, which, I mean, how energizing does that feel, given the fact that that's been a source of major concern for this franchise for a long long time now so yeah I mean if you take him out of that you're no longer in the consideration for that I mean that's I mean having Gordon is what makes Landry so appealing is because now you gotta watch where, where, where both of them are you take Gordon out of that situation where's the ball going it's going to Landry people know that but one complements the other. So, yeah, if you lose that, which I'm not saying we're going to. Again, I want to make this abundantly clear. I am not doubling down saying that a test was fit. That's not what's happening. But you can't tell me, I hear a rumor, Stansberry, you're crazy. You're making things up for ratings. Couple of days later, Josh Gordon comes out. Oh yeah, yeah, we were always planning on stepping away, and I'm supposed to think that I'm I'm crazy and I'm further away from being correct about what's happening here. I'm supposed to think I'm further away from this. Like one of these guys on Twitter would gave me like one of these Floyd Mayweather memes where he just throws L's at you. Like I lost. Like that doesn't God. make sense. Ooh, wait a minute. Ooh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Sandsbury, you're ma- dude, you're making things up out of thin air on on Josh Gordon, and then a couple of days later, hey guys, by the way, I'm stepping away. Can't handle camp. Stepping away from it. And I'm supposed to think that I'm further away from having it correct. Wow. Dude, the mental gymnastics people will go through for their sports. I remember it. It was just not that long ago everybody thought I was crazy for trying to say LeBron doesn't care about his kids going to St. Vincent St. Mary. Where's LeBron James right now? He's in Los Angeles, playing in the Western Conference. Exactly right. I remember when I was crazy for Thinking he, he doesn't care about his kids going to the same high school he went to, I'm to think I'm further away from right on this today after a planned exit away from the team that we're announcing two days before it happens. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. I mean, it's I mean, it sounds plausible to me, absolutely, it does. 830, we will pass out those Coe and Cambria tickets that shows Nautica July 29th, more Sansbury show and how to ace. The first couple of minutes of any situation you're in, that's next on Rock 106.9. Dan
2: Stansberry. And his boy, Wunter, Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show 106.9.
0: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at wrqk.com. If you missed anything yesterday, make sure you podcast it right there. So, stories come in bunches. Right. And how to deal with like a lack of confidence is is in a lot of the stories i read every month when i'm like you know finding things to talk about on the program it's always like people are struggling with this so i saw this where it's like how to nail the first couple of minutes of multiple situations and i will always say 90% of the time when i read this stuff one of the, one of the pieces of advice they give you is you know fake it till you make it And I understand where that kind of comes from, but I maintain that if you are not a naturally confident person, if you try to adopt confidence just because it's what you're supposed to do in a situation, then I believe it's going to come off more like arrogance, not confidence, because what confidence is, is confidence is not, this is a meme you'll see out there, but it is true. That confidence is not thinking they're going to like me. It's knowing that you're going to be fine whether they like you or not. Where arrogance is everybody likes me. That's arrogance. And I feel like if you're not naturally confident, if you try to adopt it, you will then be arrogant, not confident, and then work against what you were trying to do.
1: I think you probably just have to be true to what you're capable of and have a little bit of self-knowledge there where it's like, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to encourage you right to like walk into a room and make like a big hubbub about yourself because if you're not that person that's obviously going to be tough for you to do and people are going to see right through it. Right. But I will encourage you to stand with your shoulders back. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, you're not the most confident dude in the world, but let's at least put on some sort of a a, 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 a an air of you where it's like I'm not a total pushover.
0: Don't walk around like you're afraid to be in the situation.
1: Right. Okay. You All know right. what I'm saying? So no, there, that's there. There. Middle, He's probably ground. right, right in the middle there.
0: Middle ground. So they say here, like, if you're a, like, your wife drags you to an open house, right? Okay. They say, check the doors, and, uh, oh, this is if you're, like, looking to buy the house. And you're worried about how you look, like, whether or not you know what's, like, going on. Okay. They say, don't let shiny paint in like those, you know, the colors mess with you. Uh, Check the doors that they don't shut true, meaning all the way square and all that. You have, you know, you have structural flaws. This is like, because I think people get themselves in situations. Like, I'm sure this happens with buying a car a lot um, where you feel like, I don't know as much about this as I should. Oh, yeah. And people just start saying things to you and you're like, well, I don't want to look like an idiot if I ask this question. So you know they're kind of showing you here how to like kind of like feign that you know what's going on.
1: I think you're right. Any major purchase that you have, whether it's an automobile, a house, a a big electronic or something like that, like buying a TV, where guys are oh just sure, like, blah, 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 and you're like
0: uh, anything a thousand dollars or more.
1: Yeah, and yeah, okay. So if it's got a comment in it, yeah, you're you're, you're going to be worried about that. I feel the same way with like automobile repairs, even if they're small stuff. There's so many times I'm just like. Yeah, man. Okay. Whatever you think that I need to do, then I'll do yeah. because you don't have any idea and you don't, you don't want to seem like an idiot. I feel healthcare is really where this happens is you just sit there like an idiot and whatever the doctor says, you're just like, yeah, okay. What I just don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, that's
0: probably true. Not to second guess, not to, not to be like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. that's a little weird. Right. You know what I mean, you just naturally, we always say uniforms make people just mm-hmm. at ease and it's such a crazy thing. Also, like when you're entering a party and you're a little worried about how that goes. Now, see, this is what I'm talking about right here. As you approach someone, they say what you should do is say great three times to yourself quietly. And that helps trigger your smile. Now, see, when I read stuff like that, if I think to myself, all right, next time you walk in a room, do that. I feel like that's the makings of a psychopath. I mean, like somebody who's like, it just feels like a character in a movie that goes bad and just like strangles women with piano wire. It's like I can't do it. <laughs> You're dude. trying
1: to teach yourself how to be human here, but yeah. like, but like, like you, a Dexter. But you don't have this issue, so of course you don't see like, well, why would somebody need to do that? You 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 don't you don't have to deal with that. But I mean, how many people do you meet on a regular basis where it's just like, oh my god, what was that? A train wreck, and you know it's not your fault. You're like, I've met a million people and it's all been fine before, and it's like that conversation you have or whatever they needed to do this they needed to reinforce themselves as like okay i'm capable of this instead of coming up to you and like flubbing their way through it because you know that happens and i i get it like sometimes people are nervous to meet us but like i, I just i can't tell you how many times i'm like wait what, what I, I didn't mess this up what happened here i
0: hate when i screw the handshake up oh yeah Like, there's nothing worse for a man than when you, like, are reaching out and say, well, what are we doing here? Are we shaking hands? Are we fist bumping? What are we doing? What are we doing here? And, like, when you don't go all the way in and for some reason, like, your hand is, like, halfway in the (sighs) hand of the person you're shaking. And now, like, I feel like I always need to say something. Because you're looking at that person, you know that man feels like, oh, you big woman. You know,
1: you know what I mean? And I'm always like, oh my God, I'm not a woman. Let's do this over. Give me another shot at it. And then what if it's a black dude? Then you got to move it around. You got to bump up, dude, You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I don't speak that language. <laughs> like, I don't what know.
0: Am I, what am I doing here? I don't here? know. It's like, dude, 20 years ago, I would have had this. I would have had this down. But I don't know it anymore. I haven't kept up with it. I haven't been in a barber shop in too long. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Now, they say, that, like, if you're having a woman over for the first time, here's how to, like, ease this. Right? And what a dumb piece of advice this is. Offer her something to drink. Because holding a glass helps ease anxiety. You mean to tell me there are people out there? I gotta tell that if somebody steps a foot into your home, hey, you might want something to drink,
1: a cup of coffee or something. Here. A little
0: thirsty there, maybe. Like, are, dude, are you that much of an animal that you don't know that you should offer somebody something to drink?
1: How did you get that person into your home from the jump without like your right piano wire and chloroform exactly. or whatever? But you know,
0: without the social skills of be of knowing that much.
1: I I think there's just a lot of people who wish they were better at this, who, who, who just don't have the natural ability to do it, who don't have the natural, I cause it's, I don't know if it's that much of an ability, but it's just like, I think some people can step up and and thrive in these situations and others can't. And if you're one of those people who can't, you, you probably feel like, dude, I have a lot to say, or I have a lot to bring to this conversation, or you should hire me, or you should go out on a date with me. And if you can't get over that initial hump, you never get that chance to prove it. So I'm sure it's a frustrating situation to be in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are people, and I, I was told I was one of them when I, when I started in radio, that I was a bad interview, but a, but, a, but a really good employee. And I was nervous at that interview. I remember that. And I am split down the middle. There are so many times in certain situations where I'm ultra confident, and then there are other times where you can find me at, all right, I'll give you an example from this week. Okay. I was at a bar, and I was waiting for some food to go. I ordered some wings to go. And in walks this woman. She's blonde, and she's very attractive. And her friend. And I see this woman all over the place, but only in bars. Okay. Okay. Now, I find her to be very attractive. Now, here's the thing. If I'm just moderately attracted to a woman, I can talk to her all day long. But women that I might actually legitimately be really attracted to, there's something that goes uh, haywire. It can go off the rails.
1: I feel like most times you're very good with women. This does kind of surprise me here. And
0: so, like, there are there are certain women that when I see them, I'm like, ah, no, no, no. I, I for some reason that like I become like a little bit of a mess. Wow. And like I'm almost like, oh god, please don't find myself in a situation where I have to talk to this. And that's one of those situations where I'm like, and I'll like start to say something, mix two words together. You know what I mean? And you just sound like an idiot. And it's like I am normally so good at this. <laughs> but like I know I'm gonna screw this up. But it's so dude when the guy set my wings down at the bar the other day, I was like, Oh thank God, like just get <laughs> just get me out of here. The last thing I need is a me too situation. Like I but I only ever see her at bars. I see her at every bar I go to, but I only ever see her at bars and it's always those two chicks together. That's why it's like, Well, dude, she might not be that great, right? <laughs> she just keeps bouncing around, she's got the same life as you always at bars, eating food by herself, drinking beer. You're Miserable, she's probably miserable. Misery on top of misery doesn't sound good. You're looking for a misery like rescuer, you don't need more of this. So, but yeah, so every once in a while I can find myself split down the middle like that and I can be both these people. It's very, very strange. They say the first time, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the first time like the woman comes over your house, when you're showing her around, don't like pause at the bedroom. Obviously again, I sh- shouldn't have to explain that to you, but like, make sure you point out not just thing, but like pictures and like, this is so-and-so in this photo and stuff like that. And that will help put her at ease. And I guess they say that it'll help you get laid. There's also a way they claim to make, I can't believe we're going to do this but make semen taste. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently there is a way to change the taste. Uh, well, dynamic of said object and, uh, well, substance. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll attempt to do that next on rock One oh six nine.
2: the Stansberry show. Kent's rock station. Rock
0: 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 8.30, we'll pass out those and Cambria tickets. Nautica, they're playing uh, July 29th. We'll get you in. I, uh... Well, it's multiple times a week. There'll be something I'm like, yeah, we should probably talk about that a little bit. But then I'll think to myself, yeah, but you gotta think of who you work with. And, dude, you worry me with stuff like this. I worry myself. You're, uh, you're just... I don't... Well, like, a creep. And so, like, I worry about stuff like this with you. But I have here from Men's Health, they say most guys have wondered at one point or another what their semen tastes like. Now, I am curious to know what the percentage of male listeners listening right now that would a admit that they have been curious enough to know B were you so curious to know that you actually went far enough to find out I would be very interested to know but I am guessing that most guys listening would be like no I've never wondered that
1: I mean like wondered different than like done obviously because like way different
0: I've wondered what it's like to kill somebody, but I've never... Right. ...haven't done it. Right.
1: But, I mean, like, there's some things I haven't wondered about. Like, I haven't wondered what does my poop taste like, you know what I'm saying? So why would any other fluid or, like, body body thing be any different there? So, like... I don't know, wondered probably thirty percent of dudes and I mean Wow. What I'm gonna say is, is is when we come down to it, it probably all tastes the same, right? I mean
0: Well that's generally right. Well it's one of the reasons why we're talking about it, because apparently there are these like urban legends about things being able to shift the taste dynamic. Okay. Now, I can tell you, and I don't know if it was true or not, but back in the day, I had a girlfriend of mine who had said to me, She's like you got to get Mountain Dew out of your diet. It's like, it's just, it's just like, it's killing me. It's like, that's like, she had like traced it down to what this was. Okay. Had me stop. Sure enough. She was like, yeah, better. I was uh, like, I'm a, I'm a happier person now. And okay. I was like, okay, whatever. I, I, I didn't know whatever, but they're claiming that pineapple juice is one of the things that you can drink. And apparently the, the reason why they're talking about this, and I didn't realize this to be true. They say men are as self-conscious about this as women are about possible scent from said similar region. And I
1: disagree. I disagree as well. I
0: think men are too egotistical to be that worried about her problem. That that sounds like guys to me.
1: How many dudes out there in the world know that they have not washed their meat and then expected things to happen there?
0: See, this is right there. That's what I'm talking about, right there,
1: right there.
0: There's a thousand ways to say what you just said, and you just had to say the one that makes me go, dude. It's not even breakfast time yet. I'm just
1: saying that that at the end of the day, and I'm sure women can attest to this: is dudes do not dudes do not take care of their of their of their of their crotch area and expect or anything else, and expect women to service on a regular basis. So I disagree with that assessment. I, I,
0: I yeah, they say that that's that's why they decided to put this article out because. A lot of guys are struggling with the anxiety of like you know this being terrible, but they say that certain things that you put in your body will affect it. Yeah, they say tobacco is another one has has uh, has the ability to like change like the taste. Line.
1: I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that like the healthiness of your body probably has something to do with it. So well,
0: we know the more fluids you have, like the more of it you'll make.
1: Yeah, so I guess that makes sense. If your if you're smoking cigarettes all day, I guess that makes sense. They
0: say um, the pineapple juice, whether or not it will it, uh, improve the taste of it, they say uh, rumor partially true. Uh, they said there has been, not been any scientific studies on the matter that any sugary liquid or liquid or food may skew the fructose and glucose content or the pH of the semen just enough to be perceptible there. But because pineapple is pretty acidic, eating a lot of it or drinking a lot of pineapple juice can help cut down on the bitter taste of it overall.
1: Okay. I, 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 would have, I would have thought that, like, long-term, you long, would, long term, your diet probably has something to do with it. I don't think that, like, oh, hey, I ate a piece of pineapple. Dude, my girlfriend can't wait for it now. No,
0: I think it's one of those things. Yeah, you're going to have to get your body built up. You're yeah. going to have to put a, a, a decent amount of in it. They say here, as a general rule, fruit is your friend in this matter. Uh, it will enhance fructose and glucose already present in said substance there. Naturally sugary uh, fruits like kiwi, blueberries, and stone fruits also will improve it, Uh, foods you should avoid. Um, They say uh, coffee, caffeine, tobacco, alcohol, marijuana can make it all much, much more bitter.
1: So at the end of this, dude, most dudes were like, well, I don't care. I'm not tasting it. I'm not eating fruit. What am I going to eat? Fruit instead of smoke cigarettes? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude, this ain't enough. I,
0: like I said earlier, I don't think guys are as self-conscious about this as women are about the other thing. I just think guys are too egotistical. And I know my buddies, and they're all sitting in their car right now going, that's her problem, dude. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? Which is ultimately why they well, – this is why porn is such a big website. is because that's your mentality. If it weren't your mentality, you would have more sex in your life you wouldn't need as much porn. R. Kelly is doing one of the most O.J. Simpson things I've ever seen in my life. I okay. cannot even believe we got lucky enough to get this audio. That's next on Rock 106.9. Good
2: morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best
3: morning ever. Six, nine.
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106. Nine. It is Tuesday. Coming up at 9 o'clock. It's New Tour Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. You know, you're getting new Drake, In My Feelings. That's that song that's actually got people jumping out of their car, taking videos of themselves. We'll, uh, we'll play you that. The new Blake Shelton, Turning Me On, is the name of that. I can't wait to laugh at that song.
1: Jump out of your truck there. <laughs> yeah, yeah the maybe, uh,
0: come on. maybe a little bit there. And then the rock submission uh, this week, Greta Van Fleet, When the Curtain Falls is the name of that. A lot of people love that band. I haven't, I don't think I've heard this song. I've heard a couple of other songs from them. They're good, not great, I feel.
1: I like how a lot of people are like, dude, we got to stop remaking all these movies. These movies all suck, dude. I have an original idea. But let's remake that. Let's up, <laughs> Greta Van Fleet, love that band, dude. Yeah. They're the best.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I think right. people just got to realize things are cyclical. Yeah. And they go, uh, you know what I mean? You know, they go back around again. So, this a little New Tuesday-esque, I suppose. Um, not really, because we're not trying to get to the bottom of whether or not the song's good. It's just a very strange thing. R. Kelly is an R&B artist. Uh, what does he... Mo- is it Bump and Grind?
1: Well, he's got... Would that
0: be the biggest hit?
1: I think this one, Ignition, the remix to Ignition, really? probably the biggest song that he's ever is done. Is that right? It's the most mainstream, like... Everybody knows this. I wasn't song. sure what it would be, but this is a big one. Bump and grind is is huge, and yeah. I mean, like, what a nineties yeah. jam this yeah. was! Like, takes you back, no Dude, question. I, I
0: mean, do you know how many over the over the sweater boob grabs I did to R. Kelly's Bump and Grind? A lot, a
1: lot. And then the other big song that I would say he's known for. I believe I can fly from the Space Jam soundtrack.
0: Oh yeah, this might actually be the biggest
1: yeah, hit, right? All all big, big, big songs. The dude's got plenty of them. And then, I mean, those are just like the mainstream hits. When you get into like his genre, he's got plenty of hits. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I remember when he called himself the king of uh, Didn't he call himself the king of RB and <laughs> Jamie Foxx? What was that? Rocks and Blots? I uh so but he's been accused of some pretty not great things. Yeah. Like, I mean, didn't he marry Aaliyah when she was like fifteen? Like her parents like signed her over to him.
1: Yeah, that wasn't even that's not even accused. That, that happened. That happened. That happened, that for sure. So
0: he married Aaliyah when she was like fifteen, I believe. Uh I, I hope I have that age right, but I yes. believe the story was is that her parents like signed her over. Um, which is really creepy. I mean that's just so strange to me. And I don't know how anybody could do that to their kid. Um And then there was what he had, like, I I know the famous Dave Chappelle skit was making fun of the fact that R. Kelly had, like, urinated and, like, even defecated on a young woman, right?
1: Well, yeah, R. Kelly um, does not, he's not afraid to fly the freak flag there. Um, but the problem was, it was like a 14-year-old on camera that it happened to. Yeah. So many of these stories do involve a woman who was under the age, or well, a girl at this point, because when you're 14 years old, that's what you are. Um, but there's been multiple... like. Well, that woman said he like had a sex cult. Yeah, multiple out of court settlements, multiple like hush money payments, multiple like. And there comes
0: enough smoke
1: where we feel like we got fire. There comes to be a point, right, where it's like, good God, how many times do you have to be involved in this before it's like common denominator? You here, homie.
0: So, I don't know if this was his intention or not, but he has put out a song. It's 19 minutes long. You're yeah. obviously not going to hear the entire thing right now. All right, It's called, and this, this to me is very reminiscent of OJ. Well, if I did it, this is how I would have done it. The way it actually went out, like where he wrote the book. Like, like hey, well, if I killed Nicole, this is how I would have done it. R. Kelly has released this song yesterday. I don't know if it was SoundCloud or whatever, but digitally he put it out and it's called I Admit It.
4: I admit it, I did, did it. I admit, I admit I'm a freak. Used to go to strip clubs every week, but who these <laughs> trying to say I am and I'm not and I put that on chief. I admit I with all the ladies, ladies that's both older and young ladies.
0: See, but tell me, see, 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 I mean, right there, he's telling you, right? I mean, he's taking ownership. I mean, young ladies, he knows what the, what the he's, what the accusations have been and he's saying, yeah, I did it.
1: Well, I think he admits that he's had sex with women that are probably too young for him in the big picture. I don't think he's necessarily saying he's admitting to having sex with minors. I think he's nailing himself up on the cross here. That's what he's admitting. Could we not say,
0: though, as two reasonable, logical men that given the accusations that saying, yeah, I admit it, and then saying, yeah, I had sex with younger women, that in a courtroom, <laughs> that that would be like, uh bro, we got tape. of you saying you did it?
1: Well, but I mean, like, he, dude's probably fifty years old at this point. So if he's still having sex with eighteen year olds, he is having sex with younger women. That's not against the law, though.
0: No, 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 and I don't have a problem with that. Obviously, I can't sit here and have a problem with that. Okay, as uh, as I have I, I've entered into that you know area myself where I have dated way you know women way younger than me, but. There's a difference between dating somebody who is old enough to date versus, you know, urinating on a 14-year-old.
4: I admit I f- with all the ladies, ladies. That's both older and young ladies. But tell me how they call it pedophile because of that f- That's crazy. You may have your opinions.
0: No. No, 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 no. If you were messing around with a girl who was 14 years old, that's not my opinion. That, sir... Is you being a pedophile? Now correct?
1: Has, has not been found guilty. Well, pedophile is where we're getting into a weird term. Yeah, prepubescent versus postpubescent. Right.
0: Okay. It, you're right, but by, by true definition of the word, he could maybe skirt that issue there. But again, when you're looking for the loophole, it ain't right.
1: I mean, uh, when it comes down to it, in '94 he married Aaliyah at 15 when she was 15. Uh, by 2002, there were three publicly filed lawsuits, each accusing him of illegal underage relationships. Settled all three in exchange for non-disclosure agreements. So, like. Yes, I am not disagreeing with you, but under the letter of the law, which is what people often want to like, be like, well, technically, 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 the dude has, has, has never been found guilty of having sex with a minor. Therefore, what he's saying is, yes, I've had sex with younger women, but I've never crossed that bridge before. Let me ask you this question. Okay. I'm not saying enough for R. Kelly, by the
0: way. Let me. Well, that's That's where we're headed. Okay. Let me ask you this question. So, you work in this industry. You've obviously have met some famous people and have even befriended a few. Okay. So let's make this your friend. Do you then say, "Here's all the evidence out there against my friend"? Ah, now nah, my friend, I'm telling you, I think he's good. Are Are you inviting your friend over
1: to dinner? No, 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 no. At this point, especially once we talk, we start we start talking about like multiple accusations of sex crimes. I mean, there's people in like my genuine real life who I've had to cut off because it's like, dude, I I know what's happened here, and I can't I can't have you in my life anymore. So no, no, just because that you know R. Kelly's involved here, the uh, the the Pied Piper of R and B. No, I, I, because where are my standards then? Who am I?
0: I think he's guilty of everything he's been accused of.
1: Okay. Uh, now,
0: I don't know why I feel Yeah, that
1: I was going to say, you are very usually like, well, no, until it's proven or until, like... I
0: guess maybe it's easier to believe when your entire career is based on songs that are, like, about how you're, like, the smoothest, kinkiest dude out there.
1: I mean, accusations come against famous people all the time because women want to get paid or get famous or whatever, yeah, but right? but remember
0: when I said, I said, dude, watch, Gene Simmons is going to get caught up in a Me Too thing, and sure enough, he did. Like, you know what I mean? So it's even people I like, I'm like, yeah, dude, nah, I kind of buy that. I can see Gene Simmons being a total creep. As a matter of fact, I told you a personal story of a woman I know. He was creepy, too. And so it's like, even people I like, I I am willing to see and, and admit that it's like, eh, that's probably not right. And I do. I think, R. Kelly's, uh, I think R. Kelly's totally guilty.
4: But tell me how they call it pedophile because of that. That's crazy. You may have your opinions. Mm. Entitled to your opinions. But
1: really, am I supposed to go to jail or lose my career because your opinion? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, court of law, dude, has not been found guilty.
0: All right. I mean, I don't want to say what I'm about to say, but he's kind of right on that one. Should he be in jail right now?
1: Yeah, because he's been having sex with minors yes. for decades. So like, yes, yes, I, yes. Would
0: that. I feel like he should be in jail right now. But until you are found guilty in a court of law, we can't just like lock you up I, as much as I would want to. But that's crazy because then that's a slippery slope. You never know where that's going to go. Right.
1: So at that point, though, can we take your career away? Can I take now, you off the radio? Can I stop listening or should I? You know, it's
0: a different thing because can we take your career away from you? Yes. Yes. Um. I think you will see a double standard applied to R. Kelly here. Um, we see this with Russell Simmons a little bit. Like, Russell Simmons, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That happened. Like, that story's never like constantly out there the way Harvey Weinstein's story is constantly out there, which is crazy because in Russell Simmons' business, he was every bit as powerful as Harvey Weinstein was in that business. Now, the business isn't as powerful, but. He had as much power in his own business than Harvey did in his. And it seems like we, like Russell Simmons, it's like, oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of happened. And I feel like that's what's going to happen here with R. Kelly. I feel like that's what's happened forever with R. Kelly. I remember once upon a time, he was doing that tour with Jay Z, that album. They did that double album together and there was going to be that tour. And then Jay Z was kind of like, uh, all right, I'm going to kind of like back away from this when all that stuff started to come out. But then after that, it was like people started using them in songs again. I got to tell you, if I'm an R&B artist today, I don't think I'm getting R. Kelly to sing my hook right now.
1: No, I'm staying as far away as humanly possible. And
0: you want to talk to me about my opinions, that's fine, bro, but let me tell you what is my opinion, and I think it's a fact, that creating this song and actually using the word pedophile in it yourself was not smart.
1: You already have gotten the break at this point and you will continue to get the break so long as you put yourself out there and say I deserve it so like the people that the people that are anti him will continue to be anti him but the people who have continued to look the other way same way with Michael Jackson dude where it's like you you can you can do no wrong at this point you have reached into a territory where it does not matter what happens like you can do whatever you want why would you change
0: I I mean I know people get caught up in well I mean the moonwalk and it's like yeah but dude if this was your neighbor, you'd be burning his house down. You know what I mean? It's like we do. But the hero worship of celebrity, it's crazy. It's always been true in this country. And I thought we were starting to move more and more away from it because of social media. We like to hold people accountable. But in certain situations, it's not always true. Would you go to R. Kelly's concert tonight? No. No, no, would not go to Arkansas. No. At this
1: point, sense. dude. Like I said, I mean, I believe you've had sex with children, so I'm safe to say that's where your line. is. I, that's past my line. Yeah, that's 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 well past my line. I'm not. I'm not. Anybody supportive. argues
0: that that shouldn't be like you, whether or not people should have a line or not. If you think, if you don't think that's a line, then I worry about you, not the person who has that as their line. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys, hang on.
2: The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 8.30. We'll pass out those co and Cambria tickets. They're playing Nautica on the 29th. We'll get you hooked up. Fantone will be guest bartending. To benefit Project Rebuild, this is this evening, Arcadia, 5 o'clock downtown Canton. Christmas in July action right there.
2: You guys have fun.
0: I'll be with my mother. Yeah. Who's still in town.
1: Yeah. Where are you guys going? What are you doing? What's the plan? I don't know. She wants to have lunch at at Longhorn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then... uh... And then I don't know. I, I apparently, we're going to you know friends of the families, and then somebody else's house at five o'clock. It's like an all day thing. I got to be with her like all day.
1: I like how you guys have gone out to eat at Red Lobster and Longhorn, like national chains. Like it's, it's what not my mom like likes. it's not like you come home and it's like all right, hey, maybe an Ohio restaurant. Nope. No, Red Lobster, no,
0: and then Longhorn. That's my mom. That's who she is. Hilarious. My mom doesn't care about you know <laughs> Ohio, you know, exclusive things. She doesn't. Care she wants what she knows. You know what I mean? She's an old lady. You can't give her confusion. You got to give her what she knows. <laughs> right down the middle. There it is. Order up, Suze. There's the steak. So, yeah, I'll be with her. But, uh, yeah, Phantom will be uh, guest bartending tonight, Arcadia, 5 o'clock. I was saying earlier this morning, the stories come in bunches. And they do. And it's weird. And it almost feels like an effort to make sure we're always, you know, that the media is always talking about the same thing. Uh, just yesterday, we were talking about how sometimes like, you'll see like three movies all come out in a row that are all like, that's the same exact movie. And Phantom was like, well, yeah, sometimes you know, directors and stuff get thrown off of movies or leave movies or whatever, and instead of like finding a new project, they're like, dude, let's just make the movie we were going to make. Right. You know what I mean? And so like, sometimes I feel like stories get put out the same way. And like for a week straight, I had a story in the news every single day of a baby dying in a car, hot baby, you know, hot baby, you know, it's the season, right? Every day there was a story of that. And I just kind of get to the point sometimes where it's like, dude, I can't talk about dead babies in cars today. I just can't do it. And much like that every day for about three weeks, there has been a story in the news, a different one where just in public randomly. A white person ends up calling the cops because a black person just happens to be there. The latest one is from like a dollar store. I don't know which chain, right? But it was like one of those national dollar chains, right? An African-American consumer is trying to use digital coupons on her phone. And the, I guess the assistant manager or whatever gets frustrated with her, tells her she's not allowed to do it, tells her, I, I'm tired of dealing with people like you. Now, she even says she feels like he meant extreme couponers, not necessarily you know, black women okay. or whatever. But he ends up saying, I don't have to do this if I don't want to do it. And he calls the cops on her.
1: Well, dude, extreme couponers probably would get to a point where you're like, all right, enough of you people. Like, that's, dude, if there's ever a time to start no dropping question. you peoples on people. No question.
0: When I stand behind one of those people in line, I'm always like, oh, F my life. Like, yes, absolutely. Okay. I, I don't disagree with that. Okay. However, that is your job. Yes. Right? Yes, that's how yes. I feel when Red Hot Chili Peppers comes on, but I play it. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's my job. And so, like, that's, so you got to have to do that. This, to me, this story did feel like, this guy didn't understand how to use the digital coupons off their app as well as he should being an assistant manager and got mad at this woman because she did know she was supposed to. He was like, you're already getting money off because of this and this. I don't have to do that. It's like, well, if the coupon's on the app, yeah, you do.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't get to decide where that ends. I mean, as long as she's within the rules of, of what's supposed to be happening there. So
0: bigger than this is the overall stories of people just calling the cops, on an African-American just because they happen to be... Remember some lady who like called one? Uh, 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 you know, the cops... What was that? There was like a, a, uh, like a lemonade stand.
1: That was a girl was selling water bottles.
0: Yeah, one of those kind of things was happening, this and that. So, there
1: was the barbecuing guys that were barbecuing, and the woman yeah. called the cops, right? There was
0: a, yesterday, there was a story in the rundown where a, a guy, an African-American, was opening a business in like downtown San Francisco, and the people who owned the business next door called the cops because they were like, um, there's somebody doing something next door. And it's like, yeah, the guy was getting his business set up. He was getting ready to run his own business, and that just goes to show you the thinking of people that they don 't stop and think about the fact that maybe that 's possible, right so this is why I bring this up not it 's not about the dollar store chain or whatever it 's not about this in one you know particular story it 's the fact that we 're starting to see this more and more and more and more okay now i don 't know what's to blame for it. I know what people are going to try to blame for it more than that for me, I am starting to notice. Imagine living in that much fear every day of a group of people. Imagine being that afraid. Like, I don't understand it. Like, how do you even get out of the house every day? Because black people are everywhere. If you're that terrified of them to this day, A, I think it's a little bit on you because it's like, has something happened to you every day? You left your house where you're just worried about an entire group of people at all times and how tiring must that feel? How tiring must that be to be out in public and just be that scared and that frail all day long? You must just go home and pass out as soon as you hit your doorway, right? How would you not be just exhausted after being that afraid all day? Unwarranted, by the way.
1: Um, I, 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 you know, There's obviously going to be a lot of layers to these kind of stories here, and there is going to be an argument to be made that people are going to say, well, how did I know that that person wasn't doing something nefarious in that in that store next door? You know what I'm saying? How do, how do I know that guy so wasn't breaking in?
0: Hiding behind, see something, say something? If he
1: If he's just now opening his business, right, and that's okay. what the case was, I've never seen you before. I've never seen you in that store before. It's not like you've been here for the past 10 years, and all of a sudden I called the cops on you. I saw a strange person in a place where there's normally not people.
0: Okay. Fair. Let's play this out, okay? Could I not make the argument that walking around a retail environment, setting things up, looks more casual than somebody ransacking a business trying to do something nefarious, although I do like the work. Yeah, yeah. Right? So isn't it almost on you, then, to go over and introduce yourself, maybe? Are you going to
1: introduce yourself every time that you feel like there's a crime going on? Like, hey, well, let me check out and see if this is really a drug deal. I'm Dan very Nice to meet you guys here. No,
0: what I'm more likely to do is pay attention to the scenario, make sure I have details remembered in my head, not call the cops. But if the cops show up, be like, yeah, I kind of was onto that a little bit yesterday. I didn't want
1: to be racist. <laughs> well, see, and I mean, that that's like. But
0: here's the outfit and I got the I got the plate for you.
1: That's the argument that will be made. Is that like, well, what can I never call the cops on no, a, you no, you don't want to get
0: to that. No, you don't want to get to that level either. And that's, but again, another reason to bring this up. So it's like, is the media shoving these down my face to like kind of like sell like the narrative that America's more racist than than what we believe it to be? Maybe I don't know. I mean, they're a little. I mean, we all know, dude. They got to push the product. Although people accuse me of pushing the product in certain ways, and I'm like, that's not what's happening in here at all. I'm just discussing it. You know what I mean? So sometimes I feel like, ah, eh, dude, or is it just? Is it real? Is is blaming the media the staples like easy button of well this is why everything's screwed yes. up and it's very much yes. i believe that's true a little bit i do believe that they are one sided and that they've always been a little bit of a lying entity but i do believe we're real quick to go to the fake news easy button
1: well and 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 if you do believe that these stories are genuine now you can always point to you know there was there was a story in the news well, the where one,
0: the water the bottle lady doubled down on it
1: there was a story where they um there was a, a waiter who said that there was a a, a note on the, on the receipt that said we don't tip terrorists, and they circled his name, and his name was Khalil or something like sure. that. Found out that was one hundred percent made up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like those things discredit just like just like the argument of like, well, what about when rape? It, what, rape? Like, well, yeah. it's like yes, that one story discredits all ninety nine other stories that we have here. Yeah,
0: America's good at that, at getting the one case and going, well, look at this
1: magic eraser. One sentence was wrong in this book, therefore the entire book is inaccurate. Accurate. Right, and I mean that's... you
0: misused one word, so your entire thought process is good. yeah. No, we are good at that. America is great at like you saying. Well, that's that's the magic eraser. So
1: prior to cell phones, prior to us being able to record these things, how frequently was this happening, and who knew about it? You weren't gonna know about it. You weren't gonna you know I I wouldn't know about it.
0: I'm always aware of my surroundings because I believe most people are capable of hurting me on some level, right? Now, are they willing to do it every day? No, but if you, if you back any human being into a far enough corner, you're going to find out what they're really made of, and what they're really made of is sack of awful, and they're capable of doing some really awful things. So I'm aware of where I am at all times, but to be in that much fear of a group of people that's everywhere that I, that, that I encounter every day would just be awful to me. To be that exhausted every day when I get home, and also like, aren't wouldn't you almost be tired enough to be like, dude, I gotta change my way. Like, I gotta like start interacting with other people to to get through this to find out like some of the stuff that I feel like isn't warranted.
1: No, as you as you as you segregate yourself more, as you isolate yourself more, it's easier and easier to dehumanize and to justify your behavior and to like, well, no, I'm not. Uh, gonna-
0: yeah, I don't like that. This is why I. Dude, this is one of the reasons right here why I'm always selling people on the. I feel like it's important for you to move. I feel like it's important for you to move around other parts of the country, be in different areas, be accepting of other things, meet people from different areas, learn about different experiences. And so, because honestly, most of the what time, what drives... Um, anger is fear and misunderstanding and being, and, and fear of the unknown. And if you get, if you got to know a little bit more about a certain something, you'd be like, oh, okay. This is why they say in more educated areas, racism is less of a problem. And it's because you are a little bit, you've been shown more, you've seen more, and you've been seen less, and you've been shown more of a group of people versus just what you think you have always seen. And, and I believe that to be true and so yeah no I'm a big proponent move around dude interact with everybody and I, I'm just happy that I'm not that terrified of, a, of any one particular group of people that just sounds like that would be a horrible way to live they say there's certain things you can do if a woman doesn't like you I would think walk away and not talk to her anymore would be the number one but you'll be surprised what they are that's next on Rock
2: 106.9 The Stansberry Show that guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9
0: Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Still to come is New Tour Tuesday, 9 o'clock. New Drake, new Blake Shelton, new Greta Van Fleet. All part of that. I read this article this morning, and uh, this is all about what to do when uh, when a woman rejects you. Now, I think the best piece of advice is there's seven billion people on the planet. Yeah. Go find somebody who's not going to reject you.
1: Deal with it. You'll be
0: trying fine. to go find out how to like custom tailor yourself to meet that person's requirements is not good. Long term, you're not gonna be able to keep that solution up. And in the end, this thing blows up in your face.
1: Society tells us very differently, though. It's you know, stick around, you're bound to break resistance there, yeah. you know, just 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 keep asking her, keep asking her, keep asking her, keep asking her, keep asking her. 99 no's and one yes is still one yes, Stansberry. Yeah, I would ask 99 women or okay. 100 women. Okay, here in, in 99
0: no's and then take the one yes. I would do it that way. Um, not that my
1: way's right. Never been married, no kids. Yeah, but then at least you're not harassing chicks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like that one. Yeah. I like I like not harassing chicks. They say what you don't want to do if you've been rejected is do what all guys, not all guys, but what most guys walk away doing, which is blaming the woman for the it not for the rejection. You know, lesbian. Must be, (laughs) lesbian, because you're just that good, right? Like, you're just, I mean, dude, you were sculpted with God's, like, own, like, you know, knife. Right,
1: every heterosexual woman on the face of the planet wants you, just lusts after you. Or,
0: she's not ready, issues, daddy issues, man hater, like, all these things. Now, women do this, too. This is not, you know what I mean, this is not solely a male issue, but I do know a lot of men who do this and make it about the woman and not about you. Very much It can very much be about you. Now, what you don't want to do is go the other way either, though. You don't want to go home and sulk and, you know, you know obsess over the fact that you're an unlovable idiot either because it could be a mixture of both issues. It could be a little bit of her not being ready, and it could be... Well, maybe you're a
1: lot awful, like, it, you know what I mean? Or
0: maybe vice versa. It could be a mixture of those two
1: things. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people just are not attracted to you and that's okay. Like that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything about either you nor her. Like they just, they're not attracted to you.
0: Another thing they say guys do a lot here is like when you've been like ghosted or if like a woman's like, you know, starting to pull away from you, you send multiple message back like Ugh. like a guy says here, it's funny, you delete me off Facebook, I was about to offer you a job. Uh, before you 86 somebody, maybe you should use your intellect and see if the person could be useful to your career. This is all BS. This guy was trying to get in her pants, and when it didn't go well, now he's trying to be like, ah, I was trying to do this. I'm an
1: assistant manager at a restaurant, do not take your career far.
0: He says, the okay. way you ghosted me was immature and insulting. First of all, if you get insulted by that, you're a woman too. Um, I, would, I would never send that to a woman. He said, you didn't even have the fortitude to tell me to F off. You have 10,000 followers because of a good profile pick. And, and then he said, and then says something about her body again, dude, like if you get this worked up over being rejected, that tells me everything I need to
1: know about you. It sucks. I mean, it does, but, yeah,
0: but everybody's been rejected. The hottest people on the planet. Johnny Depp has been rejected. Beautiful women have been rejected
1: what about Rob Lowe. Never been rejected, right? Yeah, he's been rejected. <laughs> okay, all right,
0: I'm surprised. Now, would he get rejected at my house? Absolutely not.
1: Um, Yeah, dude, If in, in the multiple message thing, I like it, and I've seen this on a million chicks that I know, where it's like, you'll send her a message, it'll be like, hey, what are you doing? A little
0: She'd- laughing after I say Rob Lowe wouldn't get rejected at my house <laughs> so Just people know, little, so little people know I was kidding.
1: So, you know, they'll send a hey, what's up message, and then the next day, what are you doing? And then two days later, uh, hi, and then... Three days later, it's like, you bitch. And then the, the, the next one's like, you know, two weeks later, it's like, show me your boobs. And if, if, if you that don't... That
0: sounds like a horrific math formula.
1: If you don't get a response, they have the message. They know. They know that you've got your inbox. They know you sent the text it's message. Like voicemails. Right. Dude, what are you doing? I got caller ID. It's 2018. I've got it. I know it's there. And if I want to communicate with you... I will. Now, there's one thing if it's like, I'll send you a text message at three. I don't hear back from you by five. I'm like, hey, did you see this or like something there? But like if you're doing that on a regular basis, trying to like – Reignite something. She knows she got that message, and if she didn't respond to it, there's a reason why. People that can't take the hint are the worst. Yeah, dude, They're you're the letting worst.
0: them know. You're, why are you making this so uncomfortable? How did you get this far into life and not be able to pick up on social cues like this? People that don't that the people that don't get that unwanted feeling are the absolute worst. It's like when you're hanging out with a buddy, but you kind of like have like started to like talk to this chick at the bar, right? And your buddies hasn't figured out. Like, maybe I should go over and play pinball or something right now. Like, that's like it's the worst because it's like, dude, what are you still doing sitting right here? If you don't walk away from this, dude, we're both going home and be miserable. And I think that's why they do it. It's because like, well, if I'm not going to get laid, then you sure as hell aren't going to either. Terrible friend. Those are the worst. Terrible kind of, That's friend. not a friend. Right. It's the opposite the enemy- of a friend. All friends should know. Whatever the path is to sex, you help me do that. That's what we do. Everybody knows that. That's like, dude, it's written on every like bar bathroom in the world. Help your buddy out. Be a good wingman. Don't be a douche. But don't just continue to message chicks when they're trying to back out either. That's you just not being able to pick up on cues, and no wonder you're sitting at home alone. More Sands Ray Show is next, and yes, we are going to get back into the big elephant in the room, the Josh Gordon situation. That's next on Rock 106.9. <laughs>
2: The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This
3: is a dream come true.
2: Canton's
1: Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Yo guys, fans, home from The Stansberry Show here. Honor Fighting Championship bringing MMA action back to the flats. That's right, it is Honor Fighting Championship 6. It is fight night in Nautica and all goes down August 18th up in Cleveland. Now listen, tickets are already moving fast. I don't want you to get shut out, so go get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com. The lineup is already stacked and it includes friend of The Stansberry Show, uh, the vanilla gorilla Nick Brashear. He'll be making his MMA pro debut at fight night. You don't want to get shut out on this, dude tickets still available, uh, including VIP packages. Get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com. <laughs> Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Roholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 2020 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rohold. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Roeholt Vision Institute Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is roholtvision.com. Oh,
2: Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're about a half hour away from passing out those and Cambria tickets. That show Nautica July 29th. We'll get you hooked up. Uh, this is one of those moments where I'm going to have to re- try to do my best to remain calm, cool, calm, and collected. And that's because a couple of days ago, I was hit up by a source that I know. Should be pointed out, you know this person too. Should also be pointed out that the source not only texted me, Fantone was in a group text that told us, hey, I'm hearing, the source said, I'm hearing Josh Gordon has failed a drug test. I'll hit you up when I have more. Now, I asked Fantone this the other day. I'm going to ask him again. You not only know this person, but you know this person to be tied in and to have had previously correct information around sports stories. Correct. Has given us early leads on things before that ended up being true. That's happened. Okay. So I ran with it. Maybe a little prematurely, if that's what you want to hang me out to drive for. Totally valid. I can live with that. But I was crucified for putting the tweet out. You don't know anything. You're an idiot. Leave sports to the sports people. You don't know anything. You're a moron. You're just making things up for ratings is what I was told. Now, you can think the source is wrong. You can think it's funny that I have sources, even though I worked in that market for 10 plus years. I did game day operations for the team for a few years to to, to think that I don't know people would be crazy, but fine. You can think I'm wrong. You can think the source has the information wrong. That's that's all fine. The source may have the information wrong. As a matter of fact, the more we get into it, the more it's starting to look like he had the exact information wrong, but still was on the, the fact that something was going down with said player. And we'll get to that here in a second. But when people started to accuse me of flat out lying just for ratings on the program, well, A, it's ridiculous because if I was going to do that, it would be staging in here. I'd be teasing you in here to pull you through the break, to pull you through the quarter hour in here. I'm not going to do it via social media. That is just, honestly, an assault that sounds like it makes sense and it looks good on Twitter. And people who want to take you down know they're going to get retweets with it. But in reality, it makes absolutely no sense on how the ratings actually work. I can't get in how they work because then I get accused of doctoring them. It's just, it's a very intricate system. But me, me saying something on Twitter isn't going to do it. That's not going to, not going to bring the ratings. Okay. So now fast forward a few days. Josh Gordon announcing yesterday, I'm stepping away, will not be in the early part of training camp for you know my overall anxiety and, and mental well being. Now, do I believe the start of training camp could be a trigger for Josh Gordon's anxiety and his previous substance issues? Yes, I do believe that could be a trigger. Absolutely. Knowing enough about addiction, having worked with an addict for a long, long time myself, having more than one in my own family, yes, I could see how that could be a trigger. Okay, What I don't believe is we waited until two days before training camp to tell the fan base that that a planned exit from, from the team was going to take place. I also don't believe that if you have a planned exit away from the team, that you would not have a scheduled return date. The quote is, there is no schedule for Josh Gordon's return back to the team. Guys, that's open-ended. That's not good. That's not a plan. Open-ended is, oh God, we better do something. Now, here's what I want to say, because I want everybody walking away not with any more fake ammunition that you think you have on me. I am not doubling down saying... Guys, this is a lie. Josh Gordon failed the test. Not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, my source hit me up to something going on with Josh Gordon, and then miraculously, three, four days later, he's announcing out of nowhere, oh, by the way, right before we start filming this TV show, right before training camp, the biggest offensive star the team has is just not going to be there. I'm supposed to believe that
1: that's a coincidence. Yeah, I was going to say, quite a big coincidence there. I mean, can you make the argument? Sure. Sure. But it doesn't doesn't appear to be that. There's a word called
0: coincidence for a reason. It's because they do, in fact, happen. I have to make room for that to be fair to the conversation. But I think it's a little bit much of a coincidence for me to swallow that a guy hit me up, a guy I know that's tied in, hits me up and says, Hey, something's going on with Josh Gordon. And then three days later, something ends up going on with Josh Gordon. And now Twitter's telling me how, how this is how I'm wrong more. I'm wrong. I'm more wrong today than I was three days ago.
1: I'm, I think it's crazy. I'd like to know what the, uh where josh gordon is going how it will be monitored well whether it will be monitored by the team the nfl by his personal doctors or whatever the case is here how is he actually like what is he actually doing here i know it's like well he's gonna go take care of his mental health what does that mean what, it's it, pretty what is a wide umbrella right what what, what what does that mean I, the browns do appear to still be standing by him at this point so there good is a good sign so there is a little bit of me that's like if he just straight failed a p-test they'd probably walk away from him. But like I said earlier in the program, I'm willing to bet there's the NFL tests he have to take. If the Cleveland Browns are smart, there's the official Cleveland Browns pee test he have to take. And then there's probably a coach who on a daily basis is like, Josh, I need to make sure that you're going to pee clear for the NFL this week. You pee today for me.
0: Let's uh stop here. Okay. Because again, going back to the source, I know everybody wants to laugh at that word thinking that I don't have them, which of course would be crazy to, to assume that who had said to me, look, what what he had heard, not that what he knew firsthand, but what he had heard was that it was an internal team test. Okay, and they were so like, that's "What was happening?" They were like, "Oh no, we have what, what's happening here." And was told it was not THC related. This is not marijuana related. Okay, and if you've seen his body, pretty jacked, dude. Pretty right, jacked. Right now. He's young enough to have that physique by pure dedication and work in the gym. And I don't want to discredit anybody, especially a monster athlete like Josh Gordon. He is a monster athlete, there's no denying. So I don't want to just discredit the body just purely. But when you start to stack multiple things up and we've seen the history of what the player is and the willingness to do, do, do things outside the lines of what you should do, okay, and there's a desire to be as good as you can be back on the field. I'm telling you, I think I think there's a possibility maybe something happened here. Something
1: on the and substances. I list. also
0: don't I will go back to it a thousand times. I don't think you say, Oh yeah, this is was a planned exit always two days away before camp. You would tell the fan base way before you would soften this blow, the browns don't want anything that looks like chaos. This comes off like chaos
1: i I wonder what the stipulations are because there's some 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 like jobs you have where you know you pass your drug test to get hired at that job. It's still a drug free work environment. If you go to your boss and say, "Yo, I need to go to rehab." They can't fire you for that. If they catch you peeing dirty on a random test, they can fire you on that. So I wonder, is this the preventative measure? Is this the proactive move here from Josh Gordon saying like, hey, I need to go to rehab before you test me, you know, before I fail this drug test. I don't need to get fired. That's that's what it reads like to me.
0: Should also point out he was not in the office parody they put out, and that's because they knew he was going to have to go away. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, doesn't that lend itself to the fact that it was a planned exit? No. It was they've known well before the information started to seep out. And I'll go back to people who are like, you know, you have this source, but Adam Schefter didn't. No. The difference is, is do I believe Adam Schefter knew this when I tweeted it? Absolutely, I do. They can give you speculation on a contract issue. They're not going to give you speculation on a on a personality or a behavior issue. They're not going to
1: do that. And I'll disagree with that a hundred percent that like a local person couldn't have a different source than a national sports writer? I, I or get something earlier? I disagree, with that. I disagree with
0: that 100%. Now, I, that is true, but let me just say this so people don't think we're delusional. Do I believe Adam Schefter's got way tighter information into all 32 yeah. NFL teams than I do? Absolutely yeah. 100%. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm not a crazy person. This is what made me so mad on Twitter the other day, is that I was being accused of being like a lunatic about this. And it's like, well... Wait a minute, we're alerting you to a problem with Josh Gordon. Three days later, Josh Gordon comes out and says, hey, there's a problem, and now I'm I'm crazier? Like, this guy was giving me this Floyd Mayweather meme of, like, him throwing L's at me like I was crazy wrong. Okay, so the source may have had the drug test wrong because the Browns are saying, look, he didn't fail a test. But what are they going to say, Right. What are they? because I keep, people see, keep telling me the NFL says he didn't fail a test. I am yet to see that. I've seen the Browns say it. I am yet to see an NFL official saying he did not fail an NFL test.
1: This is, this is very much like 2016. Um, he had to serve a four-game suspension in 2016, and as soon as those four games were up, and he looked like he was eligible to play again, he went into rehab and did not play the rest of the year. So there uh, is a little There is a part of it where it's like, dude, this is repeat behavior coming out of you. This is you know, it's not like it's not like we're questioning the integrity of someone who has never been caught up in this before. Like you said, if you're willing to. Do recreational drugs? I can make the assumption that you're willing to do, you know, and vice versa. Right. If you do
0: steroids, I don't think it. What's crazy to think you do cocaine?
1: Right. So, like, I just, I, I mean, it's not. You're right. I mean, is there still, is there still parts of the story that we don't know? Of yes, course, there are plenty. But to, 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 to act like this totally invalidates what you said last week. That's that's asinine.
0: You don't. You would not. You would not have a planned exit away from the team and wait till two days before it happens to tell people you were doing it.
1: Now, can I make the argument of... You would at least do it a week out. It's planned in the sense of, all right, it's not just him saying, hey, I'm not coming in tomorrow. It's like two days ago, three days ago. I was like, hey, dude, I'm having problems here.
0: Yes, fine. If that's what you want to say, that that's the plan is it happened three days ago, then I do still think it's surrounding what it is we heard as a rumor. Then it's still part of that overall thing. And at the end of the day, this is what I said the day it happened. The reason why you're angry with me is because you are terrified that the that the information may be right, and right now, even though you think oh you, idiot, you think you know everything, ultimately you are still worried that Josh Gordon's not going to be on the football field, and rightfully so because he is by far. I would have to imagine the most talented offensive player that we have. He's definitely your biggest offensive star and name. And if you take him off that wide receiver core, they're no longer considered to be a top three, top four wide receiver core in the NFL the way people tell me they are as constructed right now.
1: Dude has played 10 games in the last four years. 10 games in the last four years and is the biggest star that the Browns have.
0: I, wow! I think wow. Matt Fantone may have it. I think this is, we're going to police our guy stronger than even the league is. Something may have like popped as abnormal even, not necessarily a fail, but abnormal in a test, which would be enough to raise NFL eyebrows. And they went, okay, whoa, Rehab. Josh, get out of here. Go stay away for a few days. We'll get this all figured out. We'll figure it out what we do here. But nobody's going to be able to sell me that Josh Gordon three months ago had this as the plan to step away two days before training camp. Yeah, I, I think that's crazy. The guy's played in 10 games and what? What did you just say? 10? Four years. Four, 10 games in four years. If anybody needs to be in training camp, guys, it is Josh Gordon. Right? Freak athlete or not, if you haven't played that many games in four years, I need you with the, the getting the reps. Plus, you got a new quarterback in there, so I want the rhythm down. You would not schedule Josh Gordon away to to be away from training camp. I'm sorry. You just wouldn't do it. And if you did, you wouldn't wait until two days before. I'm sorry, guys. I don't feel like this is a smoking gun on me being wrong. I think this is more credible to, like, fine. Did my source maybe have a little bit of information inside the story? Misconstrued? Maybe. Fine. Hang me out to dry with it. But he alerted me days ago that there was going to be an issue with Josh Gordon, and we sit here this morning with an issue with Josh Gordon. I'm sorry, guys. I feel a little vindicated. I do. Well, Pass out those Co-Eden Cambria tickets. That's next on Rock 106.9. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out those Co-Eden Cambria tickets here momentarily. Nautica, they're playing uh, July 29th. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Before moving forward, we got to go just a little bit backwards to this Josh Gordon thing, just a little bit more. So, during the break, I took some messages, and I understand where this message comes from. And I understand how, at first thought, you think, oh, no, 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 this is what's going on. And I'm getting this message a lot. Oh, Dan, or uh, Stan'sbury, dude, Josh Gordon just didn't want to be on hard knocks. That's why he's stepping away. Okay, well, if he knew he didn't want to be on hard knocks, then he's known for a while, they would have, again, softened the blow a little earlier. B, John Dorsey, the team's GM, fought tooth and nail for hard knocks not to be happening with the Cleveland Browns during this rebuild. What's happening? They're doing hard knocks. So if the GM doesn't have the power to be like, no, 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 we're not doing this, then tell me how Josh Gordon has the power to look back at his GM who didn't have enough power to get out of doing it and say, you know what, dude, I don't want to be on this.
1: And I don't, I mean... moreover than that, if they were
0: going to say, we're, Josh Gordon isn't going to do this because we're worried it's going to negatively affect his recovery, they would have told you that months ago because the Browns would have wanted credit for being a progressive, forward-thinking organization. Guys, play the tape all the way through to the end. Don't just think of it and go, yep, done. Play the tape all the way to the end. What do you get? You get way more out of it if you announce it way early. If you announce it two days before it's going to happen, it looks like panic and confusion and a response to a rumor. Because, of course, that's what it is. If this was a planned attack, it would look much more calculated. It would be coming off much more calculated. But it isn't. In no other aspect do people want to give the Cleveland Browns any credit whatsoever. But when it comes down to me being wrong, you just have to, I mean, then it has to be the Browns did this right. I don't get it. I'm sorry, I don't get it. Again, not doubling down on the fact that he failed the test, but we did alert you through somebody we know that something was going to be happening with Josh Gordon, and sure enough, something is. And if Dorsey can't get the Browns not to be on hard knocks, then Josh Gordon can't, isn't going to be the one player. You lose your locker room. It's as simple as that. So what? Josh Gordon, the guy who's played in ten games in four years, has got more credibility in that locker room than anybody else because he doesn't want to do it. Isn't all? Isn't every other guy on that roster going? Well, wait a minute. Why do I gotta? Why do I gotta have this? in, in, in you know, in, interrupting my whole life. I know what you're thinking. Well, they want to be on it. Not everybody. There's going to be at least a handful of players in there who don't want to be on it. So now then you're going to risk losing your locker rooms to, to let Josh Gordon do this? No, this is in response to what was going
1: around the rumor mill. Hard Knocks kicks off August seventh, so I have to assume they've already done a decent amount of filming. And I know it's like focused on training camp. Well, they turn it around pretty, pretty quick. quick. Like okay. it's okay. within
0: a, like they get a like I saw a, a behind the things on the Hard Knocks, and it's they do they get a production truck and they do they turn it around pretty fast. So I don't know about that.
1: Just on a quick side note,
0: B roll has definitely been filmed. Yes, B roll has B-roll, for, sure. for sure,
1: I don't know if I've seen him in a. Hard Knocks trailer. I've watched both of the ones that I think were official that we put up on the website. I can't remember, but I can't. Rem- I can't remember if he's in it or not. I can't not. remember for Just sure. as a quick football offshoot here, I started watching the new season of Last Chance You on Netflix yesterday. Yeah, that's a good show. Pretty good, man. Yeah, pretty that good. show's good. That's pretty
0: good. That Baker show starts on Fox Sports, I believe, Sunday three o'clock. There it is. And so I'm, I'm interested to see that too. I'm, I'm very interested to see that. I'm gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see. Um, how a team and fan base handles an athlete that has a reality show who's not expecting to play year one. Right. That's going to be very interesting to see how that plays into the quarterback battle. Um, real quickly, and it does have to be real quickly, we have this audio of Roseanne Barr. If you remember, there was this tweet about Valerie Jarrett um, where she uh, like likened this woman to Planet of the Apes, and it was it was a little off-color. And um, she had got her show ripped away from her. ABC already came back out and said, look, we're going to do the Connors. We're just not going to be in business with Roseanne. And Roseanne's out here still on the I'm not racist. Here's I thought this. And when you're fighting this hard at it this long after the fact, I worry about where that motivation comes from. I also worry about how this audio comes off because she just sounds like a crazy person. Take a listen.
1: tonight the president's gonna give his address and they and then the camera fades out and it's f***ing the president on his desk in the oval office and he's like i do not have sex with that hooker right
2: imagine in his statement to keep
1: and save his job there were jump cuts multiple outfits
3: different sense- i'm trying to talk about iran i'm trying to talk about valerie jarrett
1: wrote the iran deal I know, but you've told me this 300 times she's insane do you know that a you That's what my tweet was about. I know, you've explained this literally 300 times. I thought the
3: bitch was white. <laughs> Damn it! I thought the bitch was white.
0: <laughs> now he's laughing at her. Now is she Now she's eccentric. So is she trying to elicit laughter? Because I'm not looking at her. I'm listening to it. So, like, as you got the video there, like, is she trying and it just comes off bad? Because to me, it sounds like the ranting of a crazy person.
1: No, she's smoking a cigarette. And I think he's trying to make this point about, like, well, what would happen, you know, if the president were to do this? And she just goes into this tangent here.
3: I thought the bitch was wise. Yeah. Damn it. See, I thought the bitch was
0: why. That sounds like somebody unhinged to me. That's not good. No, And I do worry, and I had gotten her back a little bit after this initially happened, said, ah, I don't know if the, we can necessarily mean that this means, like, Roseanne necessarily is racist. But when you're still out there trying to, like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, and look, and this, and then this is your, this is your, like, foray back into, like, hey, the, the, trying to get in people's good graces, that audio?
1: Right, I thought she was, what, I mean, like, and then, then what what, what did that tweet mean? Like, what, what, then what were you getting at?
0: Yeah, her excuses are starting to not be able to stack up to the criticism, and normally that spells disaster for you when that happens. That audio did not come off helping Roseanne not one Bit. i still maintain somebody's going to take the risk on roseanne and put her on some television product somewhere somehow because she's just too i just think she's too big of a name and she'll be able to push products somewhere somebody's going to take the risk on that it'll be interesting to find out who that is speaking of people on your screens our uh, good buddy friend of the program officer lamar sharp is back on uh, your social network sites everywhere we'll tell you how that's happening next on rock 106.9
2: brought popcorn the stansbury show because i'm about to put on a show rock 1069 rock 1069
0: welcome back to the stansbury show and rock 1069 we'll pass out those co and cambria tickets here momentarily 1-800-243-7625 the number you'll need on those i was just looking at this apparently do the next mega million drawing is tonight their next estimated jackpots 512 million <laughs> cash option 303 million
1: dollars good god dude So your boy is gone Good god, dude. Yeah, dude, if you don't leave uh, with 500 million dollars, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, dude, yeah, it's time it's time to start a new life, dude. That's one of
0: those dude, that's an amount 303 million is one of those where the first trip you take isn't going to even be any good. Nope. Because y- you still won't fathom everything you could do. So you would what you would do is the first thing you would do is go on like the trip of like your wildest like poor person's dreams. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to go on a cruise. <laughs>
1: Okay. I'm going to Atlantis, man. Okay. Right? Like
0: where rich people just like normally go. But like then all of a sudden you'd be like, dude, I could be in the south of France right now. Like I could be, you know what I mean? I could be in Monte Carlo right now. What the hell am I doing on the Vegas Strip? You know what I mean? And so like I think it would be like a month before you really start getting, you know, into some good stuff.
1: You're just there at Cedar Point at the, uh, at the hotel, the Breakers Hotel. You're like, man, it's pretty good, dude. What
2: happened to the demon drop, dude? <laughs> Yo, I'm going to Kalahari.
1: Yeah, $303 million, dude. Yeah, it's a lot of money right there. I mean, dude, you and I, I mean, John Q Public, you can't even be in the fathom that money. No, 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 no.
0: So, our good buddy, friend of the program, Officer Lamar Sharp, good dude.
1: He's all right. He's, he's all
0: right. He's got a couple of good things going on. He's got that uh, Be a Better Me Foundation that he does. Yeah. Uh, you know, tech kind of takes like young men and shows them how to be like, you know, grownups. And, uh, They do a little bit of everything with that, I believe. It's like, you know, job interview skills, dressing appropriately, like that whole thing. Kind of like, you know, ushers, you know, young boys into like, you know, manhood.
1: I think for the most part, that's primarily focused on kids' middle school age. I'm going to say prior to you getting into high school, which is obviously really important. I mean, being proactive in those situations, I think probably between third and eighth grade, a lot of things happen there. You know what I mean? Sure. And as you move move into that later stage of adolescence, as you move into the 14, 15, 16 problems, what you do during that middle school age really is going to make a big difference in, in how how, how the rest of your life goes.
0: well habits are easier the earlier you start them right and good habits are much like bad habits that if you start them they'll just become a habit and you'll just start doing it so yeah the the sooner you get to kids the better mike rose one of these guys i kind of like um and he's you know he's done like dirty jobs and like a thousand other things but apparently he's got this social media show it's called returning the favor and uh before we play this little bit of audio because he you know teamed up with Lamar was like you know Let's highlight people who are doing good in their community. I find this interesting that this is a social media reality T V show and yet shows about, you know, house horrors and like voting people off islands, those are the ones that are still on TV. The ones about people being good, ah, that's Facebook.
1: I mean, is it, ra- is it ratings, you know what I'm saying, like when it comes down to it?
0: Well, anymore, I mean, is I'm trying to make a joke about you know how America doesn't, how they like to lie to me about how they want to be good, yep, what, look at what they consume, but anymore, isn't a Facebook TV show almost as credible as like a TV show on a network?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean anymore, uh, yeah.
0: maybe a little bit. So Mike Rowe was in town with Lamar Sharp for uh, returning the favor. We have a little bit of audio, let's take a listen.
1: Somebody cue the music.
2: So the crew and I are back on the road. Come on, Lucian, it'll be great. Searching America for bloody do-gooders. People who are slightly better than us, doing nice things for their community in a completely selfless way.
3: This is unreal. How did this happen?
2: It's pretty simple. We find them, we meet them, <laughs> and then we surprise them.
3: No! Oh, I'm
4: about to faint.
2: I'm Mike Rowe. This is returning the favor. I
0: think it's awesome. Um, Lamar's one of these guys. He's just out there doing the right thing just to do it, just because he really does believe it. And it just goes to show you, karma's a little bit real, right? As this guy's been putting this out there in the world, and it's been returned like threefold. Like he's done a couple of different things with Mike Rowe, I think. Um, he's been featured on a bunch of different shows. We actually have a little inside information on another show that he's going to be doing, and It's massive massive and he's not allowed to like kind of announce that yet but he has told me and uh and and it's just it just goes to show you that sometimes if you just do the right thing for the right reasons and you're not trying to get famous for it. You're just trying to be a good person that life can come full circle and totally hook you up. My buddy Ricky's another great example of that from rake. Ricky was just a guy who was just like, you know what? My life's a little negative. I just want to be positive. I want to start putting good out in the world. And sure enough, he's gotten TV shows from it. And he's written TV shows from it. And I mean, he's done a million things and opened a million avenues over the fact that he was just trying to be a little bit better than he was the day before. It's actually a little nice.
1: Yeah, it's nice. I mean, and I, I will definitely say that you know we talked about well, is a TV show on Facebook as valid as a TV show on uh, on like the television? In nine hours since this episode of To Serve are uh, returning the favor, which is entitled to Serve and Protect, obviously because sure. they're dealing with Officer Lamar Sharp here. Um, uh, uh, Two hundred and seventy thousand views within nine hours it got. So that's I, pretty good. I, you know what I mean? Like I, I I would assume that if you just had some show on the travel channel or the whatever channel you know what I mean like you're probably going to be in that same general vicinity of a quarter million plus viewers on that first showing yeah, so I, I would say this I mean just like any like any other avenue you you have the ability to reach people now whether it's on Facebook live or, or whatever I mean this is a great representation of the city it's a great representation of Lamar so it's, it's awesome
0: yeah no I'm a huge fan of it and I, I like when people who are doing the right thing and decent people get a leg up I feel like evil people win a lot, and uh, so when somebody really good wins, I'm all for it. We will start New Tour Tuesday next, but let's get you hooked up with these Coed and Cambria tickets first. They're playing Nautica July 29th. We'll take Caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those, and we'll start New Tour Tuesday with Drake next on Rock 106. This week's episode kicks off with a hip-hop artist I do like, although I like when he raps more than when he sings. Um... Drake is a pretty big star. I know the new album uh, did a ton of streams via iHeartRadio. I I know it did a ton of streams. That's
1: right. iHeartRadio is how you listen, idiots. That's how it works. Uh, It's the only one one available to you. It's the only one you need. It is the only one you need.
0: And uh, this new video that he put out for this song is the one that's got everybody jumping out of their cars doing the dancing next to the
1: car. Which is not advised.
0: No. I would not do that. No,
1: jumping out of your car while it's moving is idiotic. That is really dumb.
0: Uh, we've seen multiple videos of like people falling down, although th- I've seen multiple videos of people, you know, doing it you know, successfully too. So but the song is called In My Feelings. We'll find out if it's a turd or not right now. I like that. Not
4: that not that bad. Gotta be real with it. I don't know when its stop that you if it's he's that do- the
0: one that does it or not but whoever Beat creates for Drake is talented. Like he always seems to be, like has the right beat for the song.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm sure he gets pick of the litter there, where it's like, dude, the first person we're going to is Drake with this. But it, this, this in particular, um, this beat is banging. He hasn't done anything to impress me with it yet. Not though. quite yet. Yeah. They try
0: and kill
4: me. They gotta make some choices. They run it out of options. Cause I've been going off, and they don't know when to stop.
1: Yeah, I mean that bass slaps, but
4: earned it, and when you popped off on your ex, he deserved it, I thought you would not one from the jump that confirmed it, got me money, Benny, uh, I buy you, got me, it, but you love some, from the block like you Jenny, uh, I know you special girl, cause I know too many, Risha, do you love me, are you riding, say you never ever leave from beside me, cause I want you, and I need you, and I'm down for you, always JT, do you love me, are you riding,
0: Drake's kind of become the nickelback of hip-hop, right? Where it's just like, it's so popular to hate on the guy, too. Yeah. As big as it is, and as many people like it, there's just so many people on the sidelines just just like to throw verbal mortars at Drake.
1: Yeah, yeah, good observation. I mean, neither one of them are like, oh my God, you're the greatest of all time at this, but you're pretty damn good at it, considering how many records you've yeah. sold, and how many streams you've had, and all that stuff. But still, very, very they easy. They get the hate. Very, very easy to shoot at these guys. Yeah. And I need...
4: Kissing in a way, kissing, in a way uh. I need that black card in a code to the safe Code to the safe, code code to the safe, safe i show them how to work What's your net, net, net worth Cause I want you, and I need you And I'm down for
1: y'all People on Twitter
0: are making fun of me Cause I said beat creates versus produce
4: yeah, yeah. And I'm down for y'all Down, down for you
0: Okay, I'll explain to you though that the song actually has a producer who produces it after the guy who creates the beat sends the beat in. That guy's not actually producing the record. There's another record producer on top of that, though. So I know that much. Well, now I know why people are jumping out of their car. Because it's to avoid listening to the rest of it <laughs> I like him, but what's happening?
2: Oh my God. Would John
0: Carpenter write this? Get in the editing booth What are we doing?
1: That was low-key funny
0: Why why is this song four days long? Christ, it's alien Cut Uh, it
1: off Under three, dude What? Yeah, we're sitting
0: here under three Alright, then it's not good Like, if a song's under three minutes and it feels like ten minutes, it's not good
1: Jeez yeah, I gotta tell you,
0: I I love him. I like him, and it's not even that he's going like a little. He's always been like a like your chick's favorite rapper. That's always yeah, yeah, who yeah, been who he's yeah. been. So it's not even the fact that he's like changed the style up or anything. It's just like, whoa. All right, that's new Drake in my feelings, fans. Don't give me the vote, buddy.
3: It's
1: a I uh, Really did like the beat. Um, like yeah, I said, I think I think that, I, th- I think the bass was great. But as far as the song went, and I understand it's a song called In My Feelings, therefore it was going to be about you know females. But I, there was just there's nothing to that where it's like, man, I gotta listen to that again. I mean, I know it's like the hottest thing on the face of the planet right now, but it's a turd.
0: Drake to me is. Like, he's every male feminist favorite rapper. You know what I mean? Like, he just seems to me like the artist. Like, if you're a guy and you're out there trying to prove to everybody like you're the most progressive white dude out there and you don't have any toxic masculinity in you and you could never, you know what I mean? Like, one of those guys that's always, oh, so over-the-top feminist, Drake feels like that's your artist to me and i I feel like much like he's starting to get exposed a little bit here, but again, not all that much though. I mean the the album's doing really well. um it's it's killing in the streams. And he's also been out 10-plus years, so it's like, dude, eventually th- this stuff just starts to not be as good.
1: Over the course of seven days, one week, Drake's In My Feelings is the most streamed song of all time with 162 million streams. That's crazy. Most streamed song of all time within one week.
0: That's absolutely crazy. That's monstrous numbers. That is that is monster numbers. You got to take your hat off to him. I don't really get it. I didn't like it. I think it's a turd.
2: It's a turd.
0: But you got to take your hat off to it. New Blake Shelton, Turning Me On, is next on Rock 106.9. Damn. And Stansberry
2: and his boy wonder Matt Fantone at last two heroes the Stansberry Show
0: in the middle of New Turt Tuesday I already played you the new Drake In my feelings we both voted Turt on that one mm. not good not very good although it's doing really well yeah it doesn't need ton- us no it's got a ton of streams breaking records in the line. we also have the new Blake Shelton for you this song's called Turning Me On
1: can't tear off the back roads of this one dude not so much yet not the biggest Blake Shelton fan. Why? He's a celebrity, stands right. I hate that coming I know you do. I'm a celebrity.
0: Was that Pizza Hut? It was some pizza place, yeah. I think so.
1: Her kisses taste like whiskey. She's an alcoholic. I was going to say, dude, I know that's a big country thing where it's like, man, that whiskey kiss, dude. Gross, man.
0: Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Then this is going to end up like when a man loves a woman and you're going to be Andy Garcia. Like, that's not good.
3: Her kisses taste like whiskey. Burning through my veins. She don't know how to miss me. She hits right where she ain't.
1: Still banging Gwen Stefani, right? I think so. Is that still a thing? I think so. I think she's still bearding for him. I have to assume at this point these songs are all about her, right? I mean, it's been a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just the other day didn't he release something where he said like she just like blew him away or whatever? Uh, I don't know. I think it's all a front.
3: I think Blake
1: wants a Gary, not a Gwen. Anything? I mean, he's been married to Miranda Lambert, right? I mean,
0: yeah, left Miranda Lambert for Gwen Stefani, which again I think is strange. Um, Miranda Lambert's way hotter; it's not even close. Um, and yeah, you don't remember this story about the woman I know that? Oh yeah, that I used, forgot about this. They used to sleep with Blake Shelton, and um, there were there were issues where he was um, where she was like. Yeah, Dan, I would take my clothes off and like it, he w- he uh, she had problems keeping him at attention. Now this woman would not most men are not going to have a problem looking at this woman naked and going, "Yeah, I want to do that."
1: Blake Shelton, I mean, banged out so many chicks where it's like maybe the problem was her?
0: I mean, I guess maybe.
1: She's always
3: holding the match. And when my body's beside
0: hers, I guess they're having a kid together her and Glenn. No turn-
3: he's in him. Oh, he's not a bad looking
0: guy. I'm surprised musically those
1: two work. What do you mean?
0: Well, because she's a musician. Right. And like the bro country thing is so laughed at. Like, how is she with somebody whose music she can't respect? So maybe she does respect it, but I'm saying like, wouldn't a musician be like, did you make
1: garbage. Yeah, but I mean, when was the last time Gwen Stefani was a part of like something that was really good? Bananas, right? You know what I mean? So it's probably a little bit of like... And
0: I've always felt like she's way overrated musically. I think she's way overrated with how hot people tell me she is too. I always say this about people like that. If she was that hot, you wouldn't have to tell me every 10 minutes. It would be obvious. I'd be able to look at her and see it. I don't think Gwen Stefani's hot at all. As a matter of fact, I made Gavin Rossdale walk out of an interview once because I asked him, what the hell are you doing banging a girl with a 10-year-old boy's body? And like he got angry with me and ended the interview and it was like I don't think Gwen Stefani's hot at all
3: it ain't nothing. if i she wants she gets what she wants the neon's when she pulls that
1: they love the buzzing neons dude they sing about that frequently he loves the neon lights you gotta get him. he does yeah It's more than anything, it's just been boring. Like nothing of note has happened here. It's like the perfect movie song. Yeah, I mean non-offensive, non-it's wallpaper. Montage,
0: guy getting up in the morning after spending the night with her, driving away in his truck, and that whole I mean that that it's like a perfect movie montage song, but it's very forgettable.
1: of songs are just a copy of a copy of a copy, but this just feels so paint-by-numbers. It's just so uninspired.
0: It feels like a a song that they shopped around to five artists. They all said no and Blake Shelton went, well, I'm Blake Shelton.
1: Yeah, whatever. Give it to me.
0: I'm Blake Shelton. I'll make it a hit. Eric's
1: getting it now. Yeah, get after it, Blake. Now it's kicking the dust off. Sit down deep, Blake. Put that dipper in, Blake.
0: Get after it. Me
3: on. Me on. What's the
0: runtime on this? Uh, almost
1: five. Just under
0: five. Okay. See, th- at least this is long enough because I felt like I was like, Jesus, dude, when are we going to end this? It's still going. Oh my God.
1: It's not over yet, dude. Just-
0: why would anybody in 2018 think a five-minute song is the way to go?
1: I can't do a five-minute anything, dude. You give me five minutes, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I'm out. Yeah, his girlfriend loves him. <laughs> she does for some reason. For some, I don't know, reason, but she nobody knows. knows why. Still going, by the way, this song is not yeah, over yet. Just keep doing it. Just just
0: keep plucking the guitar, buddy. Dear God. I say it every yeah. week, but this is what happens when an artist gets too big where nobody can tell him no in the room, and that's exactly what happens there. There's new Blake Shelton turning me off. Antoine, hey, give me the vote.
1: It's a turd. Just about as lukewarm as you could possibly get. Like I said, it wasn't like horribly bad, but it was just so there. There was nothing to it. It was just there, and on that note, I'm going to call it a turd.
0: I'm going to say wait for a radio edit. You uh, Country Radio is going to get a shorter edit, it is Blake Shelton, and the song wasn't bad, so I believe we'll get to medium Ville here. I'm going to vote half a turn.
2: It's half a turn.
0: We do have a new single from Greta Van Fleet. This is the band that everybody tells me is going to be the next Led Zeppelin. Uh, their song is When the Curtain Falls. We'll play it next on Rock
2: 1069. The Stansberry Show. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the stands Show on Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of New Turt Tuesday now, we already played to the new Drake in My Feelings. We both voted turd on that. New Blake Shelton, we were split there. Fantone v- uh, voted turning me on as a turd. I voted half a turd. Kind of feel like Blake Shelton's personality and uh, stardom may push that to half a
1: hit there. The fact that he's a celebrity. He is a celebrity. He is. God, I hated that commercial.
0: <laughs> it's weird. We all kind of have that. Where like everybody's got like one thing where it's like, Jesus, just stop running that. Now it's time for the, uh, your Rock Song of the Week. This is a band everybody keeps telling me is how great they're going to be. As a matter of fact, they actually sold out the Agora, I think, in under 20 minutes. Uh, they're called Greta Van Fleet. They're a little throwback-y. They sounded a little bit like Zeppelin. They claim Zeppelin was not an influence on them. I think that's almost insane to say. Never even heard of them. Uh, their new song is called When the Curtain Falls.
1: Led who? What? Never heard of them.
0: Yeah, I remember the first time a band came out that, was gonna, that sounded like Led Zeppelin and everybody thought was going to be really good. They were called Silvertide, and the song was called Ain't Coming Home, and everybody was like, oh my God, it sounds like Zeppelin. This is going to be it. And it's like, no, they had that song, and that didn't even do all that well. I did like Silvertide. Trying to tell me Robert Plant wasn't an inspiration, right,
1: dude? Like, how can you even make that claim? Like, I know. that's just ridiculous. Now,
0: granted, you don't choose how your voice sounds, okay? Right. So maybe you were just born and maybe you got a similar style, okay? But even that, it sounds to me like somebody's trying to make you sound more like Robert Plant.
1: Yeah, you, you don't choose how your voice sounds, but they didn't just choose this dude off the side of the road. This guy's obviously a singer who is, who has, who has trained himself over years and years of practice. There's no overnight success stories. This dude has Good heard point. a bajillion Good Led point. Zeppelin songs and has emulated that time and time again, dude. There's no denying it.
0: He's one of these guys too. He's like a lead singer where he wears like these like brown like suede vests with of like the course. Indian like things hanging off of course. them. He's got a headband with like feathers falling off the back of it. I mean they just look ridiculous. Well, that's a little better that's not so bad right there. now i feel like people do got to dial down the hatred on them for just ripping led zeppelin off you got to remember Literally nothing is original ever, not even Led Zeppelin. As a matter of fact, all Led Zeppelin was doing was ripping off the blues artists that came before them and like amping that up a little bit. There is no unique thing. Everything is a ripoff of somebody else. Something came before it. Even all my favorite bands, you could argue Kiss, all they did was take the Beatles, little Alice Cooper and went, look, here we are. We did this. We invented this. No, you didn't. You know what I mean? And so, like, it, everything is a copy of something else. That's just the way it is, especially this late in life. 2018, if you think something's going to be original now, I, I, think, I just think you're mistaken.
1: Never even heard of Led Zeppelin. No, Led Zeppelin who? Never heard of it.
0: Now, isn't it possible that maybe they were not a huge influence on the band itself, but an influence on the music producer that's in the studio making them the band they are today, that maybe he's like, guys, we need to zep this up a little?
1: Yeah, but uh, then at that point, uh, what are we really arguing here of like, well, you sound like them, you look like them, you act like them, well, but uh, they're not an influence? Uh, you know but, I, mean?
0: I mean, dude, there's no way you end up on a band that's touring on Rock on the Range and you've never heard a whole lot of love.
1: Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's just no. Way that happened. You tell me you've never listened to Rock Mother? Never? We play Zeppelin? Oh, I
0: says, I'm not a fan of the song, but it's one million times better than Bodies Hit the Floor like it's a new top 20 hit. Nate, I take your point that radio plays the same song too many times, but here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to guess on when Bodies from Drowning Pool came out, 99, 2000, somewhere in there. I bet I'm right. That's 18 years. 18 years from now, a Greta Van Fleet song will not be on the radio. You can knock Drowning Pool all you want, but its staying power twenty years deep. I don't think Greta Van Fleet has put out a song yet that I think has twenty
1: years staying power. And sorry, Nate, we'll we'll reinvent the entire industry to better suit your needs.
0: Well, Nate's a decent guy. Let's not like we don't have all to right. hate him. Sorry, man, but. I mean we always say it There's a reason why radio plays the song it plays It's because you can tell us what you want all you want But every time we do it the ratings go down When we play the stuff that works the ratings go up It's just how it works The consumer never knows what they really want They always want what they're not getting Give us that thing instead Until you get it what's weird is we're saying how zeppelin-ish it sounds like i love robert plant but this kid annoys the hell out of me
1: that part's all right though and the chorus wasn't that bad i don't think you can say like boy musically these guys just suck dude you don't even know how to play their instruments
0: no i don't think you could say that i'm pretty all right at it And what I will say, in on its behalf is, if music is going to head this direction for rock music to go back to a more like mid-70s sleazy guitar play rock sound, I abs- dude, if it's going to be less Imagine Dragons, more that, then I'm all for it. Because I think that's benefiting the format overall.
3: good like
0: right that. goodbye baby uh, goodbye yeah that part uh we've done another one of their songs i think uh prior to this one that yeah. i that i actually liked a little bit better than that one that's new greta van fleet when the curtain falls phantom give me the vote
1: It's a- yeah i'm not really a fan of led zeppelin and i know there's gonna be people who are like what but i'm not really a fan of led zeppelin i acknowledge that they're good but i don't care to listen to them so i don't care to listen to led zeppelin 2.0 so it just didn't do it for me there was stuff in there that was cool guitars were all right but just not my sound so i'm gonna call it a turd. um i didn't love it i think it's the weakest song from them that i've heard i
0: feel like it has absolutely zero staying power but it does sound a little cool um, So I'm going to vote half a turd. Eh, it's half a turd. And before we get out of here, I'm saying hey, you know, everything's a copy of a copy of a copy. Jim's yeah. asking me, so who did Maynard copy? I'm going to give you Fantone's answer. Fantone will tell you that Tool is just new Rush. And if you really think about it, that is what Tool is. It is just new Rush. And now it's a little heavier than Rush was. But it's all set up the exact same
1: way, right? There's going to be the natural progression of like, well, music's gotten a little heavier, therefore we're going to take this sound and 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 heavy it up a little bit. Like you said with Kiss, where it's like you took that Alice Cooper sound and you added a little Little bit more crunch, you know, and you, 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 of course, that's going to happen. And then Marilyn Manson took that and 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 made it even you know harder. So like there's it's just a natural progression of however music goes, you're gonna it's gonna shortly follow after.
0: Tool and Rush are both set up on what? On the bassist and the drummer, and a unique voice in their frontman, which again, I think Maynard fits that bill, and that tool runs the same way that their bassist and their drummer is that band and then Maynard sings you the hooks, and so I think that you're you nailed that the first time you said that to me, I was like, "Oh my God, they are the same exact band now the, so you know the um, the art is different, the songs are about different things, but they are very much set up the same way that i could I could walk away saying, "Yeah, Maynard took the tool." Blueprint, or I'm sorry, he took the Rush Blueprint and ran with it. I absolutely think that. So that's, I mean, you can, you, we can deconstruct any artist and we can walk it all the way back to what came before it. It's just the way it is. Watch any rock documentary there is. They'll all tell you by the end of the documentary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally ripped that off from our favorite band. Everybody does it. Every single artist does it. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon.
2: See ya. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing.
1: Best morning ever! Nine. Yo, guys, fans, home from the Sansbury Show here. Honor Fighting Championship bringing MMA action back to the flats. That's right. It is Honor Fighting Championship 6. It is fight night at Nautica and all goes down August 18th up in Cleveland. Now, listen, tickets are already moving fast. I don't want you to get shut out, so go get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com. The lineup is already stacked, and it includes friend of the Sandsbury Show, uh, the vanilla gorilla Nick Brashear. He'll be making his MMA pro debut at fight night. You don't want to get shut out on this, dude. Tickets still available, uh, including VIP packages. Get yours at HonorFightingChampionship.com.